I am going to write a little story today. I say to myself, Yesterday. I am having trouble. Last week we talked about visible and invisible monsters, and I have seen hosts of both over the last week, so much so that it's clouding my vision a little bit. But this is not an obligation. It is not something I must push through. It is something I must endure, overcome, and conquer, says my grasping little brain. Be better. Get better. Be best. I sat in silence for about a half hour. I told myself I'd write this story the day before yesterday and the day before the day before yesterday. But by now I've figured out that it doesn't really work like that. I try my best, but it's almost like you have to wait for the story to arrive. And if it's not here yet, no amount of worry or anger or dread will make it arrive sooner. As I was saying... I sat in silence for about a half hour. My eyes closed, breath slow, and I tried to think of a story. It didn't work, so I kept breathing. I haven't stopped since, but still nothing has come. Now I am a day late, and more monsters have popped in and out of my vision, my routine, my life, my heart. So I have to keep sitting in silence, hoping they will go away long enough for a story to creep in. This morning... One practically burst down my door, my heart pounding fast, feeling as though I'm falling backwards into an abyss, in oblivion, the story growing farther and farther and farther away from me, perhaps the only thing that could clasp my hand and keep me from falling off the precipice. You know the answer. Sit again. Keep breathing. And so I do. Despite being late with the story, and despite new monsters popping in and out and trying to distract me. But I see them. And I keep them in my sight. And I remember that I am unconquerable. So I sit again and keep breathing until a voice says in my ear, 
go write your little story. I know the voice well and love it even more well, even as it terrifies me a little. So I get up and open the laptop and start writing. Not because I had a story, but because I trust that voice. I am going to write a little story today. I have help, too. There is always help if you think to look for it. You see, a ghostly voice found its way to my imaginary castle, echoing throughout its halls. A friendly spirit asked a question. Castles are designed to protect. Who does the castle in your stories protect? And from what? Thank you, spirit. I am returning to this story the day it was meant to be sent off into the world, and since I wrote these words, I did not feel I needed protection. I felt very, very powerful and strong, if not distracted and scattered. But now, I return to it, and the idea of a castle in which to hide and protect myself does seem rather wonderful. I could use one of those today. Funny how the story changes depending on when you catch the storyteller. But we'll get back to that. <sighs> well, it's an interesting question. Whether or not castles in our world as we know it are often designed to protect, it doesn't really matter here. Because the fact is that this castle was not really designed. It is being designed. It is designing. I can hear it even now. Stone shifting, towers emerging, dungeons tunneling. Slowly but surely, and constantly, it is growing, shrinking, building, unmaking. It can't help it. It's just its nature. But that being said, I understand that in many ways I am as much creator here as I am created. Most would think I am more the former than the latter, but I have always felt those titles to be rather deceiving anyway, somehow. And your question is not unfounded, because this place, however it came to be and whoever decides it to be so, is a place of protection. Some simple attempts at a complicated answer first. I would like to protect hearts as they allow themselves to bleed. I would like to protect against the insistence of one reality's dominance over others. I would like to protect anyone at all who is eager to enter a dark, haunted castle in search of peace. 
Believe me, those are the simple attempts at an answer. Because really, I think, while those are true, the real answer to your question is a lot more complicated and perhaps a lot more selfish than all that other, much more altruistic stuff. I protect me from myself. Hopefully I protect you from yourself in the meantime, but that's really up to you. You know? Sometimes I get hurt by my own mind. I get hurt by my ambition. I get hurt by my envy. I get hurt by my self-pity. But the good thing is that when I get hurt now, faster and faster I learn to return to the castle and go to a quiet room. And even though everything shrieks and attacks, I can either fight them back and hurt myself again in the process, Or I can tell them a story. Now this is how far I got yesterday by the time I needed to take a break and wait for a little more inspiration. And that break lasted for about twelve hours. If I'm transparent with you about this stuff, does it make me more likable? Am I doing all right? Ouch. That was a painful thought. Get rid of that. See, that's a cause for time out in the castle, but not now. I have to write, or rather, I have to wait, or rather... <sighs> All right, enough of this. This isn't working. Silence. Silence. Breathe in. Silence. Sorry, I didn't mean to go on. I didn't mean. I was not addressing you. In a dark corner of the castle, we have found ourselves surrounded by this echoing voice. The stained glass windows have so much wind and rain and snow beating against them. Yet still we can see the glass vibrating, and some immense figure behind it. Looking inside the castle from that immense red sky. The sky seems to be breathing slowly too as though our windows peer out into the inside of two great lungs. But we are not alone with the source of this voice, for a little grasping thing has found its way in. I hear it behind me, whispering, chattering, incoherent. 
disappears. Thank you, I whisper, feeling a little lighter already. I didn't even realize- Silence. I have not finished. There is something else. Here. I hear the sound of electronic notifications. Little beeps and rings and melodies on the breeze. But something behind them. Something malicious and pernicious and hungry, yet unable to be sated. Someone something trying to get into the castle. Like cockroaches trying to creep in through the cracks in the walls and the pipes and the corners and the windows. Only it's using phones, computers, electronics, which are not actually here. But the ringing, the ringing keeps going nonetheless. A brutal haunting. A most distracting haunting. But outside of the windows, I cannot see the red, non-sky anymore. I see instead black fabric, rustling, moving. I know that it belongs to that voice. That voice that was at first outside of the castle, looking in at me as though I were a little figurine in a dollhouse. But it's sneaking in, too. Black fabric beginning to pour in like oil from the windows. Under the doors, shining black silk coming into the castle, and the more it floods the space, the more the sounds of ringing, buzzing, beeping, chiming, becomes muffled, until it is silence. The fabric pulls itself together before me to create a human form, a silhouette about ten feet tall, standing before me, looking down at me, breathing in and out, in and out, though I cannot see its face. I don't think it has a face, just a voice. I decide to speak directly to it. I didn't think I needed protecting, and perhaps I don't. 
but sometimes I would like it. So I made this place. Am making this place. It doesn't stop the pain from happening. It doesn't keep others or even myself from hurting me. But it is a place to heal, perhaps. A place to remember that there is so much more in this universe than the dreadful, than the painful, than the suffering. But you know, all of that is not to be ignored either. So what do I do? I cannot be here always. The fabric begins to pool at the floor as though melting like a candle. It crawls towards my feet, invisible feet here, but not elsewhere, doesn't matter anymore. And it slides up my ankles, my legs, my body, wrapping itself around me. It's very big, so it encircles me a few times and creates a long train behind me. The ringing makes its way back into my ears, as does the whispering and the chattering and the laughter. A gift for you. The fabric squeezes me in an embrace, its caress cool and soft. The hood falls over my eyes and strokes my ears even as the sounds and words still hurt them. Go write your little story. The voice says, louder than any of that. And I close my eyes. When I open them, I am back in my apartment in front of my computer. Suddenly a story has happened. A story of the last couple of days and the discovery that yes, sometimes I do need and deserve to be protected. Mostly from myself, despite my desire to be undefeatable, indefatigable, and impenetrable. For you see, the castle is often invaded, and I cannot pretend that it is not, because everything will find its way to you. But the creatures you fill your sanctuary with can help you. Add a loving and powerful guardian to your fortress. Remember that they are there even when you forget that you are. And when you are hurt, they will be there waiting for you. I still feel mine. The black silks caress, cool and soft, all around me, 
holding me, even as I am in my apartment, even as my human eyes cannot see it. It squeezes me, reminds me I am very, very small and very, very vast. And while I do not need to fight or dissolve or ignore everything that comes my way and causes me pain, I can and will endure it. And eventually, let it go. Let it go. Let, let it, it, it go. go. Hello, everybody, and thank you as always for joining me for episode 221 of On a Dark Cold Night. This is Kristen Zaza, your host, writer, narrator, composer, etc., behind the podcast. How am I finding you this week? It is very, very cold and very, very snowy where I am right now. I wonder if it's the same where you are. Warm thanks going out this week to one of my Patreon supporters, Copper Crow, who submitted our ghostly question this week, the question about who the castle is protecting and from what. Thank you very much, Copper Crow, for this question, and of course for your support. I'm sorry this episode was late being released. It was a bit of a tough weekend, so I decided to try to just talk it out in this story. So thank you for giving me the opportunity to do that. Anyway, speaking of support, Patreon is a great way to not only support the creation of On a Dark Cold Night, but also to access some bonus material you might be interested in. Listeners who pledge $1 or more US a month get complete access to the show's soundtrack, while listeners who pledge $5 or more a month get that, a new 5-10 to minute long guided meditation from me every Thursday, and a monthly tarot reading video released on the full moon. To learn more, visit patreon.com slash darkcoldnight. If you'd rather donate one time only without any perks, you can do so at ko-fi.com slash darkcoldnight. And you can also buy t-shirts and hoodies at bonfire.com slash on-a-dark-cold-night. A really fantastic way to help the show that's completely free is to leave me a rating and a review on iTunes, Spotify, Facebook, or wherever else you like to rate and review your podcasts. You can also follow me on Twitter at A Dark Cold Night, Instagram at Dark Cold Night Podcast, on Facebook and YouTube under On A Dark Cold Night, and on TikTok at Kristen Zaza. These are great ways to reach out if you have a question you want to hear addressed in an upcoming story, too. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for taking time to visit your castle with me. Or is it my castle with you? I don't know. Lots of love to you, my friends. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da
This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar.